Welcome to In Conversation, the podcast that fuels your entrepreneurial spirit. Brought to you by Inhomoco. We deliver thought-provoking conversations with industry leaders, game changers, and unsung heroes, all making an impact in their communities and shaping the future of business. Let's grow together and transform the world, one business at a time. Ineza, my name is Aritha and I am the Managing Director of Inhomoko. So pleased to have you today with us um, to discuss your work as a Green Agenda champion. Uh, maybe you could start with a little bit of introduction. Uh, yes, thank you so much uh, for the invitation. Um, my name is Ineza. I am an eco-feminist impact-driven actor based in Rwanda part of the Green Protector and the Los Andamers Youth Coalition. And I engage in the climate change sector, um, trying to contribute as much as I can in the rise, so all like sharing uh, much more on the community voices, concern, hopes towards uh, helping the world achieve climate justice in a way. So you've been the recipient of the 2023 Global Citizen Award. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more on that? You know, what motivated you to fund the Green Protector and Loss and Damage Youth Coalition? How did it come about? And could you kindly tell us what motivated you to fund this initiative, the Green Protector and Loss and Damage Youth Coalition? Thank you so much. Um, I will try to answer um, using a few words. I grew up in a family of three. Um, but growing up, I just wanted to be a pilot or someone who's going to be walking closer to the aircraft. Um, but then um, it was when I was finishing my high school that I get a chance to sit uh, with my parents. I saw on the television that uh, community were being forced to move uh, because of uh, intensive rainfall and, uh, uh, and the flooding that was happening. And seeing the images on the television, I could see that women and children were the ones who were the front line. Um, it kind of reminded me a forgotten memory I had of waking up in the middle of the night just because my mom woke me up uh, after our house ceiling got destroyed uh, due to wind and intensive rainfall. But I was I was very, very um, like still a kid. So seeing those images, um, that's where I took the decision not to go to study um, uh, aerial crafting or mechanical engineering. I shifted to study environmental and water engineering in the University of Rwanda. Thank you so much for taking the time to take me through your journey. And, and I like the fact that, you know, it's not only Rwanda, it's really like countries from the developing world you know that are involved so this is good this is definitely good because you get to learn from each other and you actually hold each other accountable on this journey maybe to come back to the continent we believe at Inhomoko that all the problems on the continent have solutions that already exist on the continent why is it that you focus on the youth in your education efforts and in implementing solutions is it because you think they are the only people that will understand this fight or is it because you think that they're the ones that are going to build tomorrow? Why the focus on just the youth? Or is it probably just because you're also part of the youth? I mean, I agree that the youth are the main focus of our, our uh, actions. Uh, and education is one of our critical pillars. In my understanding, uh, youth are the perfect uh, linkage between an older generation and the younger generation. We are actors and we want to act, you can be able to ignite like a massive uh, youth actions 
worldwide uh, that is going to be uh, promoting uh, the safetyness of the people and the planet. So Ineza, um, could you tell us about yourself and your journey to become a recipient of the 2023 Global Citizen Award? Um, thanks. Uh, so the journey is uh, is a kind of uh, a series of uh, moments to learn uh, about the true reality of the climate uh, injustice, especially in the perspective of uh, uh, today's generation, uh, women and children, and um, then understanding that there's uh, some rooms of uh, concrete action that young people, women and children can be part of and daring to start because um, the Global Citizen Award was from the recognition of the work within uh, the global coalition of more than 800 young people from other 70 countries who are aiming nothing more than to really hold leaders accountable in taking action to address loss and damage. And for us, loss and damage is uh, is the current injustice, and it means um, all the neg negative impact of climate change that is happening right now. So, for example, um, events such as intensive rainfall, wildfire, uh, flooding, sea level rise, cyclone, everything, uh, weather event, um, it's becoming like a pretty much uh, exacerbated because of how much our planet is uh, is, uh, is warming up. So we are simply wanting to stand in global solidarity as uh, global youth to demand concrete action on addressing this, uh, this uh, crisis. Ineza, you've shared in the past that you want to change the youth's role in climate action from just advisory to, you know, leading solutions. Why is it important that governments change their views of the youth's role? What do you bring on the table, basically? Um, I think one need to really uh, respect and recognize uh, an active youth participation in the decision-making process. Um, and learning from a country such as Rwanda, where youth are included in a non-tokenistic manner is, uh, is one of the highlights. Um, also in terms of uh, concrete action on the ground, I would just like to share uh, some of our uh, concrete examples. Uh, so when the coalition started in, uh, uh, in 2020, one of our key demands was for the world to really try to see values in taking action uh, by an active engagement of young people because we wanted to have funds for youth-driven action in the in the efforts to address uh, climate change impact. But then it was one of our partners who took the risk in helping the establishment of uh, a youth-driven grant-making process on supporting 11 youth uh, actions. This is the kind of leadership we want, a leadership that is able to trust young people, today generation especially, on how they're taking um, actions, but also giving them like a freedom on accessing the funds on the international level. When a young person is invited to be on the table, he or she is not only one person because they are able to represent their generation and the next generation. So the kind of feedback that they are going to be receiving is, is simply a means to help the elders be aware on uh, on uh, on their on their accountability and also trying to let the, this young generation also know how they could shape their vote towards the climate action in a much more prominent way for the next generation sometimes youth are not respected in the, in the, in the international process or like uh, engagement because you can be reminded that you you are not an expert uh, what we need to do or to advocate for is to really accept uh, 
the uniqueness expertise of today's generation. That's amazing, Ineza. And maybe to come back on what we do, at Ingomoko, we work with entrepreneurs, largely young people and women from refugee and host community populations in three countries, in Rwanda, in Ethiopia, and in Kenya. And we equip them with knowledge, with tools and processes to achieve success. The majority of the effects of climate change are experienced by these vulnerable communities who contribute the least to the problem. How is the loss and damage youth coalition tackling that issue? And what does success look like for you? I think one of uh, the reality is that uh, there will not be an economic development that is sustainable enough if we are not able to um, address the climate crisis. Because in reality, like take, for example, um, the events that happened in Rwanda recently, where we lost infrastructure, roads, and in reality, those are the, the GDP of our country and the lives of our people that are being thrown away in a divesting manner to the cause that they didn't contribute to the root cause of what is happening. And in the business reality, that's also true because uh, if you're a farmer, for example, and you want to grow that sector, but then your region is going to be prone to the um, flooding or sea level rise, you're not going to be able to um, secure your intended economic development. So one of the ways that uh, we see this being addressed is to really established um, the loss and damage finance that is going to be new, additional, and accessible to the vulnerable communities and countries, uh, especially developing countries, because whatever promises that is out there, um, accessing the finance, even if you're a, a public or private sector, it's going to be hard because it, you have modalities, protocols, bureaucratic uh, system that is not going to really help uh, young entrepreneurs in, in this context to be able to access the right technology, the right funds that they, they need to be to be resilient. There's some mechanism that, uh, that is existing, including like insurance of uh, investment that are being taken. But the reality is that there's not going to be any robust insurance that can really protect uh, private sector in terms of making investment. But the only way uh, that can be like a concrete solution is to learn on how each economic sector can uphold the value of uh, the secular green economy principles or how can you design your project or design your business in a manner that is going to be resilient toward uh, what the scientists are telling us that is going to be our future. That's the only way because otherwise, if we keep doing the business as usual, you are going the wrong way. In terms of the development that you see your group bringing locally and globally, what is it that you see is a solution for climate change and a sustainable developed green future? Like, what do we need to do to make sure that, you know, we have a permanent solution to climate change? Is it advisory? Is it, you know, taking action as the young people and really making lots of noise to make sure that everybody understands that this is very serious? Or is it at the level of governments, you know, putting up policies and, and ensuring that everything is being followed through. I'll say like the only way we can really engage in uh, having a concrete solution for climate change is to take action now, regardless of a sector you are into. So if you are in the um, in the in the policy world, uh, established good policies, but the policy need to be robust enough so that they're able to ignite uh, concrete action within the community, because 
a lot of time we forget to understand that a lot of the community who are vulnerable to climate crisis right now or climate change does not even know what climate change is. They, that's why I think they emphasize on really sharing stories and sharing the perspective. The main thing to really start like addressing the climate change is to take action now. And no one should be like, oh, I cannot do anything because every small action counts. We like to say in our in the coalition uh, that every signature counts in highlighting the voices and also every action counts in the community to protect our tomorrow. I totally agree with you, Inessa. It starts with how I take my decisions. It starts with my neighbor. It starts with my community. It starts with really each and every uh, one of us, you know, that makes that conscience. And, and I like how you're saying a uh, conscience choice. And I, I like how you're saying that, you know, sometimes when we're even talking about the green agenda, we don't know what we're talking about. I wish there were like clear rules of these are the do's and don'ts you know, for each and every home, for example, you know, and really starts with action, action, action. I like that. So what's your proudest achievement to date as an organization and as an activist? Uh, I think being part of the Global Citizens going, is going to be still like that one highlight for my life because uh, it was uh, something that I was not really ready for, but uh, I'm grateful and humble. There's a lot of things that I'm really proud of on a personal level and organizational level. But what really stands out is um, the amazing way that young people choose to, to act as a team, regardless of their background. Because um, I get to have a chance to work with the young people from Rwanda, like in the Rwandan context, but also get the chance to work with the other young people from different countries. I always find it fascinating. We leave all the value of leave no one behind because we we understand how each of us is coming from a different perspective. It's amazing how we manage to be a team and have like a common language on each point. And that is kind of thing that I feel I'm, I'm really, really grateful for and kind of proud of uh, because I'm being part of that team, a team that is able to be, shape, be shaping like what a global partnership should look like in the perspective of uh, a developing country, a developing country, a small island country, a least developed country, because at the end of the day, uh, the ability of as being able to stand as one voice, as one global youth voice on uh, on the climate change issue, especially loss and damage, is something that I'm really, really proud of. It. So last uh, question from me. Uh, at Imomoko, our most unique value is we eat God. What that means is that we take time to appreciate each other and we celebrate success together. We hold each other up in hard times as well. What would eating God mean to you in your search for... Um, you know, a greener environment, a greener tomorrow with your peers? For me, I think the way we do to appreciate each other and celebrate success together is because we are a global coalition and we state that we are, NYC is the voice of the many. So whenever we get the opportunity to be in the same conferences, what we do is that we try to have like good memories with each other because most of the, most of our work is done online. So any opportunity that is going to help us meet in person, I think, I think that would be like the God, like that would be like something that helps us a lot because you're able to see some of the faces going from Zoom 
and be in reality. And we have a joke. For example, you meet a, a new person for the first time, but you've been having calls on Zoom. You were like, ooh, you have a head. Ooh, you have a body. You are actually alive. I can touch you uh, because that is uh, because we feel like you are at home in a way. But the good thing is that uh, the ability to celebrate each other in physical reality is something that I enjoy a lot. I couldn't miss it for um, anything if I can. Uh, GOAT for us means greatest of all teams. And I think you being um, part of that coalition of 800 young people, uh, I'm sure all of you are great minds and you're doing such an amazing job. You know, there's so many other young people that are not thinking about our planet. And so you leading the way is definitely something worth the praise. Thank you for your time, Ineza. Thank you for your great contributions to this in conversation. We're very happy to have you and looking forward to meeting you in person. And why not having discussions, more discussions like this at, um, at a personal level? Thank you Yay. and have a great day. Thank you so much. At Inhomoko, we are dedicated to empowering entrepreneurs across Africa with the tools, resources, and knowledge they need to flourish in today's competitive business landscape. Now, we are bringing that passion to this podcast, taking you on a journey through inspiring stories from around the globe.